following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Inner Frontier with Darlene Green. As we connect to the miraculous, we find that life is transformed. Our personal choices are guided by our own inner knowing, our GPS, if you will. This path will lead to your unique divine remembering. Now, here is your guide, Darlene Green. Welcome. It's with delight that I welcome you to The Inner Frontier. My name is Darlene Green. And I'm honored to be your host on this journey of conscious awareness. If you are new to your journey or a seasoned traveler on the path of awareness, you will find thoughts and conversations at the inner frontier that will support you in your next step of a beautiful, naturally unfolding process. Through these conversations, it's my intention to present a perspective that will bring a new level of awareness to your day and support you in accessing the greatest part of you. The title of today's show is Transformation, Ascension, An Open Heart. We are privileged today to have as our guest Maureen St. Germain. Maureen is a world-renowned metaphysical master teacher and author, and I do mean master teacher. She leads transformational trainings worldwide, teaching advanced ascension techniques Maureen is a channel for Ascended Masters, and she is a direct channel to Source. The advanced Ascension meditation and manifestation techniques taught are based on sacred geometry principles. Maureen has authored three Amazon.com bestsellers, along with numerous CDs and DVDs. One of her best-selling books is titled Beyond the Flower of Life which is an in-depth look at the profound qualities and wisdom connected to the Merkaba. Maureen has been traveling and teaching the Merkaba meditation and higher self-connection to audiences worldwide since 1994. In 2003, she was given a direct access to a dimension that has been closed to humanity for eons, the Akashic Records. As a result, Maureen is the founder of Akashic Records Guides International. In another of her books, Be a Genie, Maureen assists people in meeting and surpassing their life dreams and goals using the laws of quantum physics and sacred geometry, along with easy-to-learn, step-by-step practical tools and practices. The effectiveness of these tools are evidenced by the extraordinary events of Maureen's life. Her company created Aeromandalas, a line of healing essential oil blends, of which I'm wearing today, by the way. And Maureen conducts travel programs to sacred sites around the world. And Maureen has developed Emerging Spirituality Productions, a communications company focused on telling stories related to spirituality, compassion, healing, and especially developing a second spiritual family. This work follows over 20 years in the corporate world as a CEO of nonprofits, lobbyist, and fundraiser. And that still isn't large enough to capture the expanse of consciousness that Maureen accesses. So without further ado... 
Welcome to the Inner Frontier, Maureen. I am so happy you are here today. What a treat. And I'm just just thinking about you being a guest. I'm just so filled with emotion and like just at the edge of tears and love and gratitude for you. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is a deep honor to be in your presence as well, Darlene. Um, you know, the, the work we do is transformational, and we're all uh, in this together. So I'm mm-hmm. so grateful to be on your show and to have the opportunity to talk about what I love. Oh, it is, and it is. It's a passion. It's a passion for you, and it's a passion for me as well. And I wanted to let people know that, that when I first met Maureen, um, it was an imag- it was a magical time and a magical experience. But when I first met Maureen, I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that she held profound gifts. And Maureen didn't even need to open up her mouth and say anything. It was really apparent in the energy that is just held around Maureen. Maureen is a master teacher. And being in your presence, Maureen, it's the profound experience of love and the profound experience of the wisdom of the universes brought together with grace and no doubt that you are a major contributor to the healing of this planet and the transition of consciousness right now and one other thing that I know about you is that you hold the keys you hold the keys for supporting an awakening process for all of those that you come in, in touch with. I agree. And I, <laughs> I, wonder, um, <clears throat> I wonder if you were waiting for me, you know, for our connection, hmm. because you were like a rose that's been in the refrigerator and somebody <laughs> finally pulls it out and puts it in water and it blooms right away and it's gorgeous and everybody goes, wow, that is so cool. And that would be you. <laughs> oh, you're so wonderful. You know, I was, when I first met Maureen, I had to tell a little bit more about that story. I was living in Seattle, and I had started to undergo a really rapid-fire um, ascension process, very rapid. And I just got the, the awareness one day. It's like, Merkaba, Merkaba, I've got I've to get... I've got to learn more about the Merkaba. And I started um, looking through, you know, Googling and seeing what programs were near me. And lo and behold, here is a program led by Maureen St. Germain. And Maureen was living at the time five minutes away from my driveway. So I get there over to Maureen's home for this spectacular um, 5D Merkaba meditation. We'll talk more about that later. But it was an extraordinary experience of, I know you, and, <laughs> but I, I can't remember all the words, but I know I know you. <laughs> and then, it was very cool. It was very, very cool, and there was definitely a heart connection and then a soul connection, and we really were like ships passing uh, in the night because, um, <clears throat> you know, you were getting clear messages to put your house on the market shortly thereafter and did, and it sold, you know, overnight. And you were suddenly in another state, and we eventually sold our house and moved to another state. So, 
you know, a different month, we might not have seen each other. So it's quite, quite amazing. It was perfection. It was totally perfection. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to, that I realized that I hadn't understood about you was a little bit of the history of your awakening process. And I was wondering if you would be able to share a little bit about that, kind of a go, go back a bit and, and talk about how, how that has been for you. Well, you know, you, you asked me yesterday when we were preparing for this, you said, I, I have a feeling you came in awake. Remember that? I do. And I said, yes, actually, that's true. Um, so I've always known. Um, in each stage, I would be told what it would be called. But I wouldn't necessarily understand it. So I would be told words maybe that I didn't know what they meant, and then I'd have to look up the words uh, later and discover, oh, the same thing happened when I was introduced to various masters, various teachers. Um, they would appear to me first, and then I would later find their picture and realize that it was a match. The first time um, Elmoria came, he appeared to me, physically appeared to me. And I remember closing my eyes thinking, um, well, if I close my eyes, then it won't be real. Not that I was afraid, but I wanted to be sure that if this was the real deal, that if I closed my eyes, that must mean it was real. You know, because if I could still see him, and I could yeah. still see him. Yeah. And I didn't know who it was, by the way. I just... In fact, initially I thought it might be Jesus because he has the same dark hair, but then I couldn't figure out what that thing on the top of his head was. And if you know, if you who are listening recognize the face of um, El Moria, you know he wears a turban that's frequently shown. Um, the same thing, oh my goodness, the uh, same thing happened to me with other um, experiences of Ascended Masters and teachers, they would appear to me, and then I would find out who they were. Um, I never really talked about it, because I have met people over the years who were all about aggrandizement, and what that word means is that they were so busy telling you who they were, and who they'd been in other lifetimes, and I was always put off by that. I always felt it was so, um, it felt a little egocentric to me, and I didn't want to be one of those people that did that sort of thing. So I figured that the knowledge that was coming through me would stand on its own and that people would figure out who I was eventually, and if they didn't, that was fine too. So, you know, here I am in this place with you, never having told the story publicly. Wow. And that's why when uh, those of you who are my listeners who are, are you know, going to come back and listen to it, or maybe you're listening to it live right now, if, you know, I put out there, you want to hear my backstory, this is your chance. Because I knew that we were going to talk about it, and it was my uh, honor. And, you know, I needed a safe place, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Darlene is an amazing human being, and because of her gifts, she recognized me. She didn't even have to hear me open my mouth. She recognized me, and at the soul level, her recognizing me then makes it safe for me to speak my truth, because she already knows it. She mm-hmm. didn't hear it from me first. She felt it in her body. She heard it from her guides first. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's important, too. Um, so I've always been on this mission, if you will, to help people. 
um, when I was um, leaving my home of almost 20 years, and it was the place where I had raised my children for most of their um, growing up years, I found a cassette tape that I had made um, from a previous home, you know, so you're going back like 30 or more years. And then the cassette tape, I had actually made myself a self-guided meditation where I was claiming my work as uh, someone who was helping others be their most evolved self. And that has never changed. I have always been captivated by that need to be of service. Wow. Wow. So as these, as these ascended masters have appeared to you throughout your life, have you found then that like one, one being will come in and it's as though their qualities will support what it is that's happening for you in your life right in that moment? Or have they been kind of coming in all together at one time? Or how has that, how has that worked for you? For me personally, um, I have felt the, the hand and the guidance of many masters at the same time. Occasionally, I will see them and know that they are present. Um, over the years, my guides primarily have been St. Germain, El Moria. Um, I've worked very closely with the Hathors um, and Sekhmet who is part of the lineage of the Hathors. Some people don't know that. And um, <clears throat> I also work with Lord Metatron. And mm -hmm. the actual sacred geometry, I believe I um, studied directly under Pythagoras when I was in high school. I could have passed geometry with my eyes closed. Um, you know, it was... It was <laughs> It was so easy. It was remarkable that everyone else, to me, it was remarkable to me that everyone else was struggling. You know, when you have a gift like that, mm -hmm. you don't, you, you, I mean, you don't even realize how difficult it is for other people. You don't even think about the fact that you're different. You think about what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, it wasn't until you would hear other people exclaim, you know, when they got their homework graded or their assignments done, you would realize, wow, you know, that was hard for somebody. And, you know, people you knew that were smart, you know, people that you knew from other classes that were really, really smart, and they were struggling with this particular kind of knowledge. So there, was a, there has been a presence with me. Um, and I'll, I'll give one other example from my education mm -hmm. that, that's still mind-boggling to me. Um, you know, I took astronomy in college, and astronomy, you know, has high math, it has trigonometry and calculus, and for whatever reason, I never took those courses in, in high school. I took Algebra 1 and 2 and then moved on to other subjects, and so the high math never, um, never pulled me in, and, and I don't have any particular reason why. I did go on to college, but um, in college, I took astronomy, and they rely on these high math programs to understand what they're teaching about black holes and being able to figure vectors and things like that. And I remember um, that the school had an option where you could take your final exam orally. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll take that. You know, then I have to sit through a long test and, and write out my answers. So I get to a certain question from the professor who's administering the test in her office. 
And as she's saying the question, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I know the answer to that, but I can't remember. And then her phone rang. And when Mm. she got off the phone, I knew the answer. Wow. When I took my music theory courses, I, I knew the answers, even though I couldn't play the music. It was hilarious. You know, in fact, they had to... <laughs> I failed my piano exam, but I passed the theory, so my score was so high that I ended up with a B for the course, which is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, you know, those kinds of things happened to me very young, and I took it for granted who, that, that I had these skills without realizing that I was dramatically different from other people. And it was over time. Now, those of you who are listening, I want to relate this to the present, because it isn't just about Maureen St. Germain. This is about the Ascended Masters who are coming in all around you, and there are plenty. Um, I know for a fact of 20-somethings that are Ascended Masters. I know for a fact other people who are Ascended Masters. And what I will say to you is, if you're a mom and you have a little kid who is fearless, he or she is very likely, mm-hmm. you know, a fully Ascended being. And it doesn't mean they can do anything they want, but it does mean that they have the ability to tap into it when they're ready, when they can hold that. You know, it's like you're not going to be able to hold, you know, a sword until you're big enough to hold a sword kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So um, what happens with those children is they're always pushing the limits of what you might feel is safe. And I will say to you, as a parent, what you need to do is do everything you can to help that child be safe and keep the lines of communication open and the support going. So if they want to do something that you don't want them to do, don't bother trying to tell them not to do it because they'll probably do it anyway. Better that you say, it's extremely important to me that this is handled in a very safe way. Um, If that's what you want to do, I fully support you, but we have to be careful and we have to be safe. That's all you can do because these little ones, um, with their evolutionary status, will be telling you what needs to be done. Um, I know of one man in particular who could go into a situation as a, um, I don't know what the word would be, but like a troubleshooter, whether it's a computer system or software or programming or equipment, and he would instantly know what needed to be fixed. You know what, Maureen? We have to take a break here in just a moment, but I want to come back and talk about these special children that are that are coming in at this point in time. I think that's pretty extraordinary. And uh, so we'll be taking a, f- a short break here in a few moments. This is Darlene Green, host of The Inner Frontier, with our guest today, Maureen St. Germain. But before we break, I want you to know about two new programs that Maureen has coming up. The first program is for the ultimate entrepreneur that will help you to infuse your business with mega tools for success. The second program Maureen is developing is spiritual training for people who want to start tapping into the vast knowledge that Maureen carries. Pay attention to this one. It's a program that you will take that will take you from where you are right now to five levels up. There'll be more on the inner frontier. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Live your soul's vision. You know there's more. 
Doing the same thing doesn't work anymore. You are ready to be the best version of you. Now it's time to listen to the calling of your soul. Your journey to awakening is taking place whether you're aware of it or not. The difference is the perspective from which you choose to witness the accounts of your life. It may feel at times as though there is something wrong or something missing. The work with Darlene and the Divine Light Council invites you to move beyond the world of known to your unique expression remembered. In all circumstances, whether perceived as good or bad, there is always a new perspective that is available. If you so choose, the new perspective can open up a universe of possibilities not previously seen. In so doing, invite the greatest part of you to be conscious in your life as you choose powerfully from your deepest soulful expression. This is the work, often a perspective shift away. We invite you to gain clarity of the next steps in your beautifully unique journey to remembering your greatness. Live your soul's vision. Visit thedivinerememberingcom This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Inner Frontier. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Darlene at thedivinerememberingcom Now, we return to The Inner Frontier. This is The Inner Frontier, and we are privileged to walk the path of conscious awakening today with our guest, Maureen St. Germain. It's my commitment to make a specific offer um, with each program that's broadcast each week. With almost 25 years of experience in energetic and healing work, I, along with the Divine Light Council that I work with, will hold a high-frequency envelope for you if you choose. The high-frequency envelope may be likened to a rich energetic environment that you can call upon to support your awakening process. If you choose to receive the high-frequency envelope, then all you need to do is to declare it, I choose to receive the high-frequency envelope. If you choose to cancel the envelope at any time, then you may do that too. Otherwise, the high-frequency envelope will be held for you for one week. This week, however, as I was speaking with Maureen ahead of time, we're doing something a little different. Maureen has agreed also to bring her abilities to bear in support of a high-frequency envelope that we will be calling Heaven on Earth. If you so choose, you may experience an environment that supports your knowing that who you are authentically really is Heaven on Earth. This high-frequency environment is available for your choosing It's supported with love and with joy. And this is available to our listeners that are with us live, as well as those that are participating through the archive. So, Maureen, um, I want to ask if you have anything more to say about that energetic envelope that we had talked about that is being, um, actually it started being created um, yesterday, actually even before that really um, and then also before break we were talking about the children that are that are coming into um, they're being born into this world at this at this time so what do you what do you think do you have a few words about the energetic envelope or, and then we can also talk about the kids well <clears throat> I um, I'm delighted to be part of that and I um, 
I'm very grateful to um, Darlene for creating that tool and working with the high council that she's working with that brings it forward with her stamp, <laughs> her stamp of approval. <laughs> so, um, you know, take advantage of it. You will be so blessed. And you might also add for your own purpose a little prayer that says, and when it ends, let me notice the difference. Mm-hmm. That will be useful to you. Mm-hmm. Because there's subtleties. for a week. And you have to come back for more. That that's the plan. That's the plan. It's creating a level of awareness, and it's like when when it's present and when it's when it's different. So there's always choice. So we were talking about the beautiful children that are that are coming through at this point in time, and a lot of them are masters. And one of the and I just wanted to get a little bit of clarity in that I had heard the term of indigo children, and I think was it also. There's another another term as well, indigo children. I know, but is there a difference then in the in the awarenesses that are coming through with the children at this time? Absolutely, absolutely. So each category um, that uh, is um, coming through has their own qualities. The ones that are masters are a little bit like jack of all trades. And wherever they land, then they're going to develop mastery in the moment. And so that's the difference. They don't, you know, some of the other, uh, um, you know, layers like the indigos or the violets, they are focused in a um, way that has a very, very purposeful kind of mission, you know, service or actualization, self-actualization, or whatever it is. Um, and they're going to be the breakthrough, kind of like the breakthrough energy. Lots of times you need, uh, I'll call it the front lines, to break through so that the rest can follow. You know, or you could simplify it and say it's the Lewis and Clark energy of, of you know, cutting through unknown territory and mapping it for the rest of people, the people behind them. And then, then the masters, those that show up anywhere at any time, and can basically do just about anything, but they also carry wisdom, and they also have a wisdom council that advises them and works with them. And each of them may have multiple councils that they are either reporting to or working with as liaison, and that will shift and change depending upon their location and where they're at. So some of them actually are like 007, you know, the, the, the secret agent. They show up, and then they get their assignment. They might not even know that they're going to be moved to a new location and given an assignment um, until it sho- until it happens, and then they move, and then the assignment shows up. Uh, and this is because there is a lot of chess playing going on behind the scenes, and those beings who are highly evolved are simply um, power players. You know, let's move the queen over here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So parenting children like that really requires a level of consciousness. Well, you know, my advice um, is twofold for parents in that particular situation. And the first piece of advice is, um, as a parent, you need to be able to check in with guidance. And so you have to do your work. You have to learn a skill where you can check in and know that the situation is okay and safe. Um, 
you know, as a parent, I mean, I raised four sons, hmm. and I used my skills as a um, as being, you know, connected to um, help me because I was, you know, working in a corporate job and, um, you know, trying to burn the candle at both ends as a mom and everything else. And there were times when, you know, my sons weren't where they were supposed to be. And it was long before cell phones. Nowadays, you have a cell phone, you can say, hey, what are you doing? Where are you at? Or, you know, better yet, just, you know, turn on your location finder. But back then, I didn't have any of that. And I highly recommend that you work on those skills because there will come a time or there will come times when your very bright, very clever children will turn off their devices or whatever, and you won't know the answer unless you have the ability to tune in. So you can't rely on that stuff 100% because it won't work. You know, when Egypt had their big um, initial um, rebellion, the parents who always talked to each other because, you know, not, you know, Egypt was a third world country when it comes to telephones. And the parents went to the streets and the people who did have phones and were communicating with the kids and found out what was really going on because there was no way, there was no other way. So my high recommendation is that you learn your, um, learn how to connect and capture the inner wisdom that allows you to understand what you are to do. You might not understand your son or daughter, but you can understand what you are supposed to do to support them. And it may be something as simple as if that's what you want. If you want to cut school, it's okay by me. Just know that they're going to catch you and we're going to get in trouble. I'm willing to go there if that's what you want. Hmm. That's pretty straightforward. That's pretty wacky. For a parent to say to a child, but that's what they have to do if but they it, want to fully support them. And what will happen is the child won't get in trouble, and no one will seem to notice. And, oh, by the way, if the child is speeding um, in their car because they feel like they can, and they probably can, then when they do get caught, if they need the maturity issue, then, then their license will be suspended, for example. Or their will be, you know, I mean, these checks and balances are coming from on high. They're not going to come from you is where I'm going with that. So mm-hmm. your job is to just be there for them, fully uh, supporting what they want to do and what can keep them safe. And that's very, very interesting. So, And I think that's also the perfect um, description, really, of what's occurring with each one of us is that the, is that the learning is coming from on high. And mm-hmm. so, and so, um, I know for me that I'm continually looking at ways to open up, ways to release what it is that I, that I think that I know to what, to the grander, greater truth, and that brings me to another one of the topics um, that is um, near and dear, which is the Merkaba, the Merkaba experience. And I know that you have spent a tremendous amount of, of years and and energy. In um, in working with the Merkaba, and I know that mm-hmm. originally that that was um, developed uh, by Drun Velo. And I and when did you start following Drun Velo to learn that? Well, first of all, it's so funny that you say that that way. I never followed Drun Velo per se. Mm-hmm. I followed my higher self, which directed me to learn this material and to become a facilitator. And every step of the way, it was my higher self 
that was directing me. And I remember one time being at a Drumbolo gathering many, many years ago, and someone said, oh, well, you follow Drumbolo, blah, blah, blah. And I laughed, and I said, no, no, I don't follow Drumbolo. I follow my higher self. It just so happens that my higher self said I should be here today. And it's kind of funny, but it's true. And by the way, so should you. So should all of you follow your higher self. Now, as far as Drumbolo goes, I did work with the Drumbolo original 17-breath Merkaba for close to 20 years. I started back in 94, and I learned that material and then went on to teach it and became probably the most prolific teacher of that material anywhere. Um, I taught all over the world, and I was the first person to teach it in Bulgaria and a whole number of other places. Um, I also wrote then the follow-up book to that work, and the book Beyond the Flower of Life doesn't have to be used as a follow-up to the Merkaba, believe it or not. It could be used as a follow-up to any form of meditation because it has quite a wide variety of skills that all came through my own meditation work and allowed me then to help people take their spiritual exploration to another level. As far as I'm concerned personally, although I'm not involved with the Drumbola work at this time, uh, and and if you want to learn the original 17 Breath Merkaba, the way to do it is to get the DVD. Um, I do have a DVD that's available. And oh, by the way, so does Drumbolo. Um, You know, so if you want the original material that um, was brought forward back then, I do believe it's very, very high and continues to be extraordinarily important. And then the 5D Merkaba came through another person who brought it forward from a council, and she was told to bring it to me. And then there were a few, I'll call it crosshairs, who knows what, and she ended up talking to another teacher, and I don't know whatever happened with that. But then a few more years went by, and then they found me again and brought it to me, and I was given very clear guidance from my council to take it forward, and that's what we've done. And the 5D Merkaba is off the charts amazing. And Maureen, this is where I'm going to interject and and relay what my experience has been with the 5D Merkaba. That five-dimensional, um, fifth-dimensional Merkaba meditation is a staple of my um, of my practice. I do that every single day. And let me tell you what, um, buckle up. If really, when you start doing the 5D Merkaba, my experience has been that life has sped up so fast that it was when I started doing the 5D Merkaba and I was meditating in Seattle. And I'd say it was about three weeks after I started to do the 5D Merkaba that I had a meditation that ultimately led to our move here to Phoenix and then has consequently resulted in an extraordinary, I mean extraordinary, experience of synchronicity. For for example, I never have set out saying, I want to have a radio program. I have been following. <laughs> I never did. As a matter of fact, truth be known, really, I was so sensitive growing up that really it was more like, um, I'm going to be over here in this corner. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> the oh, world. I totally relate to the sensitive part. Oh, it was my gosh. just 
too, you know, the world was too loud and, and big. And it was like, I just, I, I just don't get it. I, this is, that's a wacky, this is a wacky place. I'm just not, I don't get it. But this 5D Merkaba has been an absolutely extraordinary tool that has allowed for me to be able to connect in a very real way with who it is that I am at my essence. And not just through, um, like, nice experiences, but really as a deep, solid knowing. So that what happens then is, is that there's the opportunity then for me to be able to live from my divine design. And it's no longer, life is no longer about managing the events of the physical world. It's about, for me, it's about choosing to be my highest expression all the time and allowing my life to be led from that perspective. And that is where the magic is. And I got to say, it's the 5D Merkaba that has fueled that for me. Yeah. (laughs) And what's interesting to me is when this material was brought to me, I was shown what to do with it and how to um, um, make it a meditation. And, you know, I, w- I was told to include certain things and to um, add to it. Um, it was kind of funny because I hold the material of the Merkabas in such high reverence that it never occurred to me to take it any further other than to advance the work and the work I'm talking about is, initially when we learned the original Merkaba, we were told not to activate it until we had permission from our higher self. But there was no training on the higher self. So one of the things my guides and direction from the Merkaba itself was, how shall I teach them to connect with the higher self in a way that becomes irrefutable? And that's one of the things, one of the techniques and the tools that I provide is a way to connect with your higher self that is 100% accurate. And there isn't anyone out there that will tell you that. So now fast forward to this material. When it was presented to me, the first thing that happened was this big synchronicity with the person who was the messenger, if you will, of the material. And I was told, you know, set this up, set the workshop up. I hadn't even met her. I hadn't even had any connection with her, but within minutes of her email arriving in my inbox, I saw it and was communicating with her by phone. And it was so interesting to me because, you know, someone like me, I might get a couple hundred emails in a day, and for me to see that one and then pick up the phone and call, I was, again, I'm being guided divinely. So this material has been waiting for the right opportunity and the readiness of humanity to use it. And everyone that uses it has experiences like Darlene is describing. And it doesn't turn upside down. What it means is oh, you know what you know what Maureen is going to turn right side up. Maureen, I'm, and I'm you're sorry. suddenly going to be so aligned. It's like if you can imagine a series of Oh Maureen, you know what I need to interrupt for a, just a quick moment. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt for just a quick moment. I want to come back to this because this is a big deal. I have to take a break right now, and so we'll be right back. (music) 
the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Live your soul's vision. You know there's more. Doing the same thing doesn't work anymore. You are ready to be the best version of you. Now it's time to listen to the calling of your soul. Your journey to awakening is taking place whether you're aware of it or not. The difference is the perspective from which you choose to witness the accounts of your life. It may feel at times as though there is something wrong or something missing. The work with Darlene and the Divine Light Council invites you to move beyond the world of known to your unique expression remembered. In all circumstances, whether perceived as good or bad, there is always a new perspective that is available. If you so choose, the new perspective can open up a universe of possibilities not previously seen. In so doing, invite the greatest part of you to be conscious in your life as you choose powerfully from your deepest soulful expression. This is the work, often a perspective shift away. We invite you to gain clarity of the next steps in your beautifully unique journey to remembering your greatness. Live your soul's vision. Visit thedivineremembering.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Inner Frontier. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Darlene at thedivineremembering.com. Now, we return to The Inner Frontier. This is Darlene Green, your host on The Inner Frontier, and I have to tell you, I was our guest today is Maureen St. Germain, and during our break, I was just telling her, I am sitting here in this recording studio, and I am absolutely vibrating. It is such a joy and an honor. I'm at the edge of tears, and I'm just so excited about the opportunity to be able to um, connect with Maureen and to be able to share her and get this information out. Before break, we were talking about the 5D Merkaba, how extraordinarily powerful and potent um, of a tool that that is. And Maureen, I wanted you to share, there was another piece about that that I wanted you to be able to share. So go ahead. Okay. So as I was describing, imagine, if you will, a combination lock um, that you have to turn first in one direction and then in another and then in another and each time one of the tumblers at every level is being lined up, kind of like a stargate, and that's literally what this 5D Merkaba does. It lines up not only all of our chakras, but it lines up the energetic frequency to be so harmonious and so in alignment with another version of ourselves that is so evolved that we become one unit. And the sacred geometry around that one unit become so exquisite and so powerful and so dramatic that everything shifts because you are able then to access your higher gifts, your higher spiritual gifts. You're able to access synchronicities, and it turns out there are synchronicities as beings because once you open up your 10th chakra or to your 10th chakra, you can actually access the synchronicities and acquire certain tools that you didn't have before 
and then you know you balance certain parts of yourself that are male and female that allow you then to be in a very powerful place of choosing which part of you is going to express in any given moment. And what these things do for you on a daily basis is align you with your master plan at a much higher level than you may have been operating. It also puts you outside of the grid or grids of consciousness that are holding humanity in another place. So then we, we're like supercharged or super amplified to do what we came here to do. Now, one of the tools that came through my original work was this higher self work. And if you need to do that work and you haven't, there's lots of ways to do it. You can buy the book, Beyond the Flower of Life. It's in Chapters 4 and 5. If you are looking for a self-study course, there's a course on my website that you can download, and it's a four-week course, and you work your way through it. And that's also extraordinarily powerful. So these tools then give you the right to be where you want to be. You know, it's like you're going to go stay at a friend's apartment and someone says, well, how will you get in? And you say, I know the password. I have the key. Or if you're going to log into a bank account that isn't yours, you know, like I let my kids log into my airline account if they need to use miles. They have the password. And that's what we're talking about. These are the tools that will give you full access. You know, when you're talking about the tumbler and using the tumbler analogy, that is exactly, um, I can relate to that. That really is my experience. I, it's a feeling of, of, um, of locks opening, um, of spaces opening up, and then, and then new, the new locks opening up. But it is, it's an exponential kind of an experience for me. And so it feels like as much as, as I'm opening up, I'm also learning how to uh, keep up with me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why I really like to ask the question about how people's um, consciousness journey has started and how it has progressed because it seems like there's this, um, like this walking this line of, um, of we're living in a physical world, but we're continually integrating more and more and more of who it is mm -hmm. that we are into the physical into, into the physical realm, and right. that's as and much that's my work. The ascension is no longer about dying. The ascension is about be taking your physical body to a place of such high esteem, such high ecstasy that you are ascended on your physical plane. It's never been done like this before, and, and we're pulling it off. And you know what? And I think that is that, that really is, is the description of, of what my experience has been, too, because the message was that I got was um, that who it is that I am is source and form, like, like no kidding, like really. Mm -hmm. and, then I, mm -hmm. and then I asked the question, I mean, like I really got it. That who I am is source and form. Who we all are is source and form. And then the next question I asked was, well, then what does that mean? And the words that came back were, there are no barriers. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> and so yes. doing, and, and doing this work. And remember, too, 
mm-hmm. that we create barrier to create. So there's nothing wrong with a barrier. You cannot create anything without a barrier. You have to have the limits of something to create something. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even a painting has an edge. You know, so you have to recognize that a barrier is good. But when you have no barriers, what it means is you can reach as far as you can hold it. Yeah. That expansion, that there's this, this expansion process. And so mm-hmm. in, in, the, um, in the book, Beyond the Flower of Life, you're talking about the, you know, one of the ways that we get to be able to, you know, move along that path is by that connection with our higher self. And mm-hmm. so I want you to talk a little bit more about that. You have some beautiful tools in there about higher self. Well, the higher self is the version of you that tradition would teach us is heaven. So when you think about the perfected you that can, you know, experience God, but can also experience relationships with people. And so your higher self is that version of you that everyone else calls heaven, or would be your heavenly self. And the tools that we um, teach have to do with learning a symbol or signal so that you can go back to that. So something happens and you ask your higher self, you know, is this my higher self telling me X, Y, Z? You know, for example, initially when you start to work with your higher self, you're going to be in a practice period and you're not going to want to, you know, ask important stuff. You're going to only be asking about unimportant stuff because that's what practice is all about. And then once you reach that stage where you've covered the ground, the mileage, so to speak, um, of your practice period, then you will ask important questions. So, for example, one night... I was driving down the highway, returning from a workshop, and a semi passes me, and my higher self comes in and tells me to do something. Now, that's one of the things that happens when you have a good higher self connection. It starts talking to you before you even are asking a question. My higher self told me to slip in the, to go into the slipstream. Now, as a driver, I know that's a bad idea. I also know it's a discourteous thing to do as a driver. And so I asked again, is this my higher self telling me, yes, do it, no. So I got real close to the truck, and there I was. We were approaching an intersection where I was going to get on a different freeway, and I wondered what I was going to do if I, if I would have to choose between the truck or my turn. And fortunately, the truck was going where I was going. So now we're on this um, turn to go to the next freeway, and suddenly the truck is... Um, on the berm at 60 miles an hour, has driven off the road, off to the side. And I ask, am I to follow him? Yes, stay with him. So now I'm on the berm, both of us. And another car comes the other way, probably 60 miles an hour also. We come out of that turn. We're now on the new freeway. I ask again, higher self, do I need to continue to stay this close to this guy? Nope, you're done. Wow. Wow. Higher self is proactive. Your lower self is reactive. So your lower self is the part of you that is normally giving you good intuition. You know, you walk in a room and it doesn't feel good. You meet someone and you go, ew. You know, that kind of energy is very reactive. Your pendulum is reactive. Muscle testing is reactive. But your higher self is proactive. Your higher self will tell you ahead of time what you need to know before you need to know it. And that's the difference between your higher self and any other form of divination that is commonly used today so you know these tools 
whether it's a pendulum or muscle testing or anything else, they're all useful. They give you confidence that it's possible to get other world, otherworldly knowledge. But the thing is, once you get your higher self-connection going, you won't want to go back to the other tools because they're not as good. One time I was asked to give a lecture to the Dowsers Convention, and um, it was I decided I was going to teach this work. And so the first thing I uh, did was I asked everyone to um, tell me. You know, it was a room full of people, a couple hundred people, and I said, okay, who, who has ever had their pendulum lie to them? And about 80% of the room, the hands went up. So I said, okay. So most of you are pretty honest. The rest of you are in denial. <laughs> and they all laughed because they all knew it was true, that their pendulum can be um, affected by the energies around them. It can be affected by somebody else. It can even be affected by someone else's opinion. It can even be affected by someone who's trying to cloak or hide information. Oh, so, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. how is it then that we can distinguish, just to, make a, just to be able to distinguish then where this guidance and support is coming from? I really am getting the, the importance and the, um, how critical it is really to be able to concentrate and to focus in on developing that relationship with higher self. But oftentimes mm. it's easy to kind of go past higher self and move, say, and say, I'm going to be talking to my guides. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Mm. Do you, you know what I'm saying? I think that that yes, is like a really good point, and I'd like to em- I'd like to put some emphasis on that mm-hmm. because your point is very well taken. The um, <clears throat> the difference is that your guides want you to make your ascension here and now, but only you can do it through your higher self. So when you become your living higher self here in 3D, you have become your ascended master self. So your guides, your angels, all of those around you are on a mission to support your becoming completely actualized, like they say in the Hindu or Buddhist tradition. And what that means is that you've you've brought in the divine self so perfectly that it's fully present. Now, keep in mind that even ascended masters do get mad. Even ascended masters do get annoyed. In fact, sometimes it's harder for them to not be annoyed when they know someone is capable you know, of behaving a certain way and then they don't and then that that situation comes up and, you know, they, they are, are acting with a sense of indignation. And it's not because it's self-righteous indignation. It's indignation because they know the other person could act better. <laughs> it's very funny when you think about it. <laughs> well, um, really. It's about oh, really? Take- oh, really? You know, Jesus himself threw the money changers out of the temple. He didn't put up with that. He didn't act nice about it. He, he got mad. There's your proof. You There's know? your proof. We, um, we think we have this notion that if you're ascended, you're going to be nice and perfect all the time, and that's simply not true. What it means is that you have access. You have full access, and that you can um, consciously... Um, attend to that piece of who you are, and at the same time, you can respond in your humanness and be outraged or upset or demanding because you know others could do better and ought to do better and have not stepped up like they could or should. 
And I think but it doesn't mean you know it's not like you're you know you're demanding of a little kid who doesn't have an ability. We're talking about um, an adult to another adult, and I'm not suggesting that it's uh, um, you know I I'm of the belief I'm of the notion that anger at any level is not appropriate. Oh, you know what, Maureen? I could hardly believe it. We are coming to the end of this program. What I really want to be able to do now is be able to collapse time where we have more. (laughs) But I can't right now. But what I do want to do is I want to thank you so much for being, first of all, who it is that you are and for being a guest on this program today. I'm, I'm wanting all of the listeners to go to your website, MaureenStGermain.com and check out the two the, the programs that you've got um, that you're developing right now, one about business and then another one about um, connecting and sharing the vast body of knowledge that you have, that you carry. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you so much, Maureen, for being being present here. There's so many things that we could be talking about and it's it's just a conversation. We're going to get to continue another time. And thank you for having me. Oh, a real pleasure. Thank and you. Honor. Thank you. And this is Darlene Green, your host of The Inner Frontier. And there's so much more terrain ahead. Join us next week as we find out what's around the next corner. Thank you for tuning in to The Inner Frontier. Please join Darlene Green again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We look forward to talking again next week.